it finally happened. We have an actual real life release date for the new Tool album. Uh... <laughs> that was good. We are living in historic times, ladies and gentlemen. But before all that, welcome to the Mohammed Podcast, episode 63. I'm Mo and I'm here with Alison L. What's going on, guys? Hi, Mo. Hi, Alice. Hi, uh... Hi. <laughs> How's it all going? Have you both had a lovely bank holiday break? Are you it feeling was refreshed? Lovely. Ready to take no, on the world? Not refreshed. You're not, are you? Just sitting here whinging about being ill about five minutes ago. So. <laughs> oh, well, this is where we are. Uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Acast, and now we are also officially on Deezer for the first time. Hooray! So, welcome Yay. if you're listening to the podcast on Deezer. If you've just joined the club, you've got 62 other episodes to go back and check out. Uh, we've got some big Deezer-related news coming next week. We're doing a lot of stuff with them coming up, so we're very excited about that. Um, and that piece of news will also involve brand new exclusive Metal Hammer podcast content. The Metal Hammer podcast is growing. It's going to be fun. Uh, on that note, head over to facebook.com forward slash readers now, where we've just put up a special poll. Uh, we are po- polling every Marilyn Manson album ever made. Uh, so if you go onto the Melhammer Readers Facebook page now, you can vote for your favourite Marilyn Manson album ever, and we will be using those results. So uh, vote very carefully, think carefully about what you're going to vote for, and then we'll be using the results of that poll in something very special related to the Melhammer podcast and to Deezer very soon. Uh, watch this space. That was just about vague enough, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty vague. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't give too much away. It's going to be fun, though. Merlin Lots of stuff coming up. Vague. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually quite good. Was it, though? Yes, I'm going to say yes, it was. Uh, what else we got? The latest issue of Metal Hammer is on sale now, of course. Amon and Marth looking absolutely badass on the cover. We've also just launched our world-exclusive Amon and Marth bundles. They come with an exclusive Metal Hammer cover, of course. A different shot of Johan looking badass, swinging an axe around. Not an axe, a hammer, obviously. Uh, they also come with world-exclusive signed uh, the Berserker at Stamford Bridge lyric sheets, which are very cool, all hand-signed by the band in person, and a Berserker pin badge, which is so good, I actually got one as well to put on my coat because they're awesome. So we don't put anything in our bundles that we wouldn't wear ourselves. Uh, it's on sale right now. Go to metalhammer.com to find out more. They are awesome, and there are only 300 of these Amonomath bundles ever made. Uh, you know how it goes. Once they're gone, they're gone. To be honest, by the time this podcast is up, they might already be gone. So if you're hearing about this now and you fancy it, go get them now because they will not last. They never do. So yeah, there's a lot going on, isn't there? There is a lot going on. You guys have been busy this week. What have you been up to? We went to see Oceans of Slumber and Swallow the Sun at the London Underworld. Two outstanding, mm-hmm. melancholic and melodic doomy metal bands. It was everything you just said. It was melancholic and it was melodic and it was, <laughs> and it was doomy. And it was, yeah, it was very much a sort of introspective experience of emotion. That's what yes. I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and I, know, yeah no, I, um, I just left Swanson, so I just had a great time. I saw Alice in the crowd. I waved at her. I was standing at the back. Didn't actually hang out. I went right, right to the front and I took a million Did videos. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I salute your enthusiasm. I saw her afterwards and she was clutching her hoodie and looking sad because it was over. Really? Yeah. Wow. Fair How do, I mean, what was the vibe like? Obviously, they're two great bands, very kind of slow and, I guess, pondering metal, mm, you could yeah. call it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I guess people didn't mush. What was, what was going on? It was a little bit of sort of moshiness down the front. And Swallow the Sun were heavy, like, 
heavier than you might think live. There were some really heavy bits. And so good. everyone was quite into it, as you'd expect. You know, it's a small, intimate crowd. And after each song for both bands, everyone was like whooping and screaming and cheering. Whoop, whoop, whooping. their hands. Actually, <laughs> did anyone actually whoop? They're like, woo! Okay. I'd say that was more wooing than whooping, that. but, you know, that's fine. Depends how you spell it, isn't it? W O O O. No P. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I give it some with my woos. I'm a wrestling fan, so that was a reference no one in this room probably got, but someone did at home. Um, Yeah, we can read more about it in a future issue of Hammer because I believe Alice was reviewing. Oh, were you? Yes. And I was reviewing for Prog Magazine, our sister magazine. Oh, fucking Prog. Oh, he's stepping on our shit. we got this thing with Prog Magazine. Our very dear friends of Prog Magazine, we should say. Shout out, Prog. Um, they just, I mean, there's just so many kind of progressively minded metal bands around at the moment that are rising up through the scene and Prog keep trying to Muscle take them. Territory. I know. We're just like, no, not having it. Yeah, Jen, we gave you some of that. You can't have Swallow the Sun as well. They're a doom metal band, come on. They're yeah. not prog, are they? Yeah. I'm afraid I'm probably helping now perpetuate this by writing a review for prog. I don't so. know if you can call that prog. I know they're progressive, but come on. They are progressive. There are definitely some heavier bits where I was like, oh, I'm not sure if prog readers will be into this. But then there were, really? then there were other bits where you're like, yeah, this is the doomy vibe, you know, this is what they've got going on. Happy, clappy, doomy times. Yeah. Lovely. Um, Alice, you went to Desert Fest as well. Yeah, I did. Is that the first time you've been to Desert Fest or yeah, not? Yeah. Oh, what did you think? This is this is kind of the London's premier stoner and doom and yes. psychedelic metal festival. I got that right, it, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Didn't miss anything. Sludge. Else. Sludge, yeah. Uh, anything that's super riffy, loads of dudes with beards. Mm-hmm. Lots of long hair. Long hair, yeah. yeah. S- smoke, maybe. Battle yes, jackets everywhere. There was some smoke. There wasn't that many battle jackets actually really stoners don't wear battle jackets oh really oh I do (laughs) apologise to the stoner stoner metalers listening they wear hoodies I just miss music gendered everybody and the cuffs of hoodies have usually got tobacco or weed sort of (laughs) encrusted on them and the the actual hoodies kind of imbued with the scent of smoke good use of imbued fuck not stereotyping at all here just whatever (laughs) it's It's fine (laughs) You're, you're one of them, mate. You're well into that crowd. Yeah, you are. Um, yeah, so no. who was it? Who you'd be lighting incense as well as lighting up. Not that I know if you smoke, but you'd be on the incense. <laughs> I'd be on the yeah, all the incense. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes. How did it go? Who was the best band? Did you see any new bands that you hadn't heard of before? Who stole um, the show? Well, I really like. I'm gonna get the lineup. Um, here look at it. While Alistair. That's a person. It's. Yeah, I was going to say, who's, who the fuck's Alistair? A-L-A-S-T-O-R. So it's Alistair. Like, okay. Yeah. That just sounds like you're saying that you own a door. Alistair. <laughs> oh, mate. I don't know what's wrong with Some me. Some dad no. jokes coming out no, of you no, today. I don't know what is wrong with me. I, I can't um, be, oh, dear me. Yeah, they were really good. Um, I really enjoyed them. Um, who else did I really Did you go all three days? Yes. Jesus, well, wow. I also liked Grave Miasma, but they were more like death metal. Okay. Um, we have featured them before. Yeah, I really so like them. So we got it's a great name. Grave um, Woven Hands. Yeah, Grave Miasma. H H Y and the Macumbus. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> JJ Electric Citizen Zigzags. Oh yeah, here's Alistair. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, what is I always enjoy electric Screcodlion. Well. How do you say that? I have no idea. Screc. <laughs> Screc. Like, nope. There's a band here that played the Black Heart. Shout out the Black Heart. What a brilliant pub and venue. Uh, Spell S K R A E C K O E D L A N. No idea. Absolutely no idea. Was <laughs> a good one. Hormone. Yeah, that's, spelled like, that's spelled, a good one. Spelt like a. A lady of the night moaning. <laughs> <laughs> um, Orbital Junction. Who else we got here? Coral Guns, they're wicked. Do you see Black Tusk? Um, no, I didn't. Oh, do you see Omen Ra? I did. How was that? It was, it was all right. I didn't... Oh, if Jonathan yeah. was here, he'd be in raptures. I know, it was, it was really right. strange. Some, literally, people, like, talking some people thought they were plane. amazing, and then other people were like, oh, that wasn't their tightest. So what did you think? It wasn't that great. So, really? Yeah, I was on that side. How come? I don't know. It's just I just wasn't really captivated. Maybe you had to be further down the front. I don't know. It was in the electric ballroom, which can be a bit of a funny yeah. venue. Um, um, I saw Cadaver as well. They were good. Cadaver are wicked live, aren't yeah, they? Really they? They they were kind of part of that generation of kind of fuzzy, mm. uh, kind of retro rock metally bands that popped up a few years ago and then they went a little bit off the radar again but any time I've seen them they've always been great yeah I've seen them before but I think I preferred them this time really? yeah were people um, into it? did they get a big crowd? yeah 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 I think the best was probably Fumanchi though oh wow okay which, cool which like you'd kind of expect at the roundhouse? yeah oh, that's so cool that uh, Desert Fest have built up to the roundhouse because that's like um, we we talked about it on here a few times, but that's like a, a three four thousand capacity venue. It's bigger than that, isn't it? I don't know. It's a few thousand anyway. And for for a proper cult niche festival like Desert Fest to be filling that out, that's awesome. How are you? They were amazing. Tell us all about them. Super super good. It was like just awesome. It, and somehow they managed to fill like the entire space as well with their sound. It was just really really good. Um, lots of dancing and great tunes and they finished with a cover of Godzilla as well Godzilla mm. what do you what mean what's that they covered the song by I think it's Blue Oyster Cult oh okay interesting people yes. were into that yes it was really good it was a really good like closing song wow yeah excellent time so about Fu Manchu with your band of the weekend Yes, probably. And then followed by Alistair, because like, I didn't really know what they'd sound like. Why are they called Alistair? That can't be how you say it. Yeah, no, it, it is. They were like Alistair. It's not being called Colin. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sure it I means it's, something. It's but... some kind of like spirit, I think. Um, I'm going to Google this. Right? Yeah. Is it with Alistair Crowley? No, no. It's, it's not. But I mean, it's, they do have that kind of vibe to them. Like the lead singer, he kind of wears corpse paint sort of thing. Um, so I've just, I'd, when I started to Google Alistair... Alistair, the first thing that came up was Alistair Moody, who's the teacher from Harry Potter with the gammy eye. Do you know what I'm talking about? So I'd really like to think that they're pretending that it's named after some mystical thing, but it's just after a a Harry Potter character. (laughs) Brother of Ivan Moody. He's not, though. No, I'm just doing terrible jokes. That's not even a joke, Al. You just compared two people that have a. That's not how a joke works. No. Are you all right? (laughs) <laughs> Are you okay? I've been sitting on my own. Fuck's <laughs> sake! <laughs> Elle's been. Uh, we were talking about. Oh no, you're not with Prog. Who are you today? We got. We're like our office is a bit we're split up because nice. we just moved office. So, 
hours over with some other magazine brands at the moment. And with Total like she's, Film. Or she's been grounded or expelled or something. And with Total Film, it's great because yesterday they gave me tequila with small black particles suspended in it, which apparently were ghost particles. And then I also got a free biscuit in the shape of a clapperboard that was really nice. So it's quite good around there. Well, there you go then. Um, <laughs> so Alistor is an epithet of the Greek god Zeus. So there's loads there's loads of different ones in mythology. It's like a black horse beginning um, belonging to Hades. And in Christian demonology, it's um like a possessing entity. I think that's what they're named after. Is the possessing entity. That sounds the most likely, yeah. If yeah. we're talking about metal, probably something to do with Christian demonology and they're either very like Greek mythology or a Harry Potter character. Their kind of like Maybe. vibe is that kind of it just kind of like is I don't know, that speaks to me the most from their sound. They're very like kind of black Sabbathy in a way, but um very, very doomy, like and more psychedelic than Sabbath, really. Mm. Well then. Yeah. There you go. Hot tip, fresh from Desert Fest, uh, Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> news I feel like we're kind of just building up to this really we can finally talk about the fact we'll have an album confirmed and it's actually got a release date of August 30th is that actually going to happen well technically speaking I'm not sure if they confirmed that's what it actually is I think everyone's just assumed it is because they did a little video graphic that had the date on it well, but got their, what else is it going to be they've got profiles up on streaming services now yeah they've started playing new talk material, up to Spotify at mm-hmm. shows They've said and it's Deezer happening. All eyes on tour. So, I am excited. Have you, you must be more excited. Have you had the new songs? No, actually, I know. Yeah, they've been playing them at the. Um, they played them at Welcome to Rockville, didn't they? But it's really hard to tell what they sound like from them. It's just live recordings. Really, because I've seen some hot yeah. takes going. They exceed expectations. Really, I was more. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you could. I feel a bit more subdued that. about it because I think you just can't tell what's going on from the recording. The visuals are really nice. They've got one. For the first song that's kind of like um, the Red Rocks of Arizona, where obviously Maynard has his wine business, and it's kind of like all psychedelic y, and there's this pyramid in front of it, and they've got like a seven pointed star that's lit up, and that's pretty cool. And then, it, yeah, it was just, it was very long that one, it was like 12 minutes long. It, went on. it sounded very tall you've got kind of like a long intro kind of ramps up in the middle they've got some really sort of tally riffing um, yeah it's, it looked cool but I just couldn't get a handle on the song to be honest with you because it's very hard to tell from a recording yeah, that was so. called Descending and then the shorter one is half the time that's like six and a half minutes it's called Invincible and they had cool visuals again they had sort of these kaleidoscopic colours and something on the screen that was moving it looked like a giant fetus but it was really hard to tell and Maynard has got a, mo- a mohawk like he used to have in Tools early days. So do you think that's his real hair, or he's no, just plugged onto his head? No, I think it's a wig. But oh. he, in the early days, he mm. used to have a mohawk like when he was like um, a student and stuff in the early days of Tools. So it's sort of a bit of a callback to that, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Really hard to tell. I wouldn't like to make a judgment call on it right now because I just you can't really tell. Fair enough. Well, as always, I'm uh, if you ever want more the latest information, whatever the fuck we can get <laughs> when it comes to tool, 
Uh, stay tuned to metalhammer.com. Uh, we do have a very cool uh, kind of the story so far um, when it comes to the Tool album. Everything you need to know to this point uh, and how it managed to have somehow take them 13 fucking years to get a new album out. So, lots of pressure on it. Uh, the big news last week, which came out pretty much just after we'd recorded this podcast, which wasn't annoying at all, um, was the fact that Glastonbury have announced some metal again, uh, courtesy of Earache. Earache, of course, um, I can't remember what they called it the first time around, but they had the Earache stage at Glastonbury two years ago, uh, before Glastonbury took a year off, and they brought it back. Um, and they've got Gajira playing. Yeah. Which is fucking insane. Gajira. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, firstly, huge shout out to Earache for putting the work in for all that, because it's not just a bunch of Earache bands on there, which will be cool enough. They've obviously really worked with other management teams and labels and stuff to bring um, a really nice variety of heavy music back into the heart of Glastonbury again, which is so fucking exciting. Um, so, yeah, they've got the. I think I've got this right. So, Earache have the scum stage which is, um, if it's the same as the last time when I went, is actually a tube carriage that they've set up in the heart of Shangri-La, which is its own little weird area in Glastonbury. And on that, they're going to have loads of metal bands playing. And then they've also kind of got kind of nominated bands playing the true stage, which is a bigger stage in roughly the same area. I think I've got that right. Um, But anyway, across the kind of scum slash truth uh, vibe, They've got uh, Black Futures are on there, The Damned, Denzel Curry, who I'm really excited about. I mean, I'm not totally sure why Denzel Curry is part of this lineup, but it's fucking cool that he is. Yeah, because you're obsessed with him. Yeah, he's wicked. Um, yeah, he's a rapper whose album I picked as my favourite non-Metal Hammer album last year on the podcast, um, Taboo. And it's just, yeah, it's fucking awesome and he's great. So I'm really excited about that. Um, employed to Server playing, Entombed AD. Uh, Gajira, as we mentioned before, I think Gajira are playing the true stage because I think putting them on a little tube carriage would be insane. Um, so that would be great. Haggard's Cat, who I think are from the ashes of Baby mm-hmm. Godzilla mm-hmm. slash Heck, right? Yeah. So that would be cool. Heavy Lungs, Idols, Jamie Lenman, Scarlords on there as well, Slave to Sirens, Vodon. Oh, and Venom Prison, by the way, who just happened to be at the bottom of this one list I'm reading. <laughs> but yeah, just casually chucking one of the best modern day death metal bands in there as well. Um, do you think metal belongs at Glastonbury? What do you think of the fact that they're doing this now? Because there's, there's a clear a drive to bring heavy music back into Glastonbury again, isn't there? I think it does belong there and should always have been there because Glastonbury is full of all different kinds of music and there's all different kinds of stages and if you just walk around it, you're going to hear all different types of music. So it's weird if it's not there, if it's not represented. But I don't know whether it's a bit ghetto-wise, like in that small area. I don't know how much exposure people are going to get who don't specifically go to hear metal. Like, are people going to be able to sort of walk past these stages and get, like, drawn in by it? Is it going to sort of feel like it has a presence or is it going to be shoved off to the side a bit? I don't know, because you've been there a lot more recently than me. The last time I went was, like, 2003. Ironically, that was the first time I went. (laughs) It was also the first time and last time I went. Oh, okay. I've only been one time to Glastonbury. Um, I went there from Manchester and I had a great time but I was basically away for a week camping for a week and it took about six hours to get there and walking across the site and I sort of went I've done it once and that's enough so never really went back Although I, I was easier. there that year as well it's, it's easier from London isn't it but I just haven't been back since so. well, yeah totally um, and I, I, I was there that year as well and I, I actually went with my mum who took me and my two sisters because she basically said we could, 
she was like demanding we go away with her and I was just at that age of I was like 16 I think it's just at that age of like being oh this isn't cool um, so she said I had to do a holiday or go to Glastonbury so I was like oh I guess I'll go to Glastonbury then and I distinctly remember being like oh even though there's not a lot of metal playing and blah 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 yeah. not that I didn't like other stuff as well but, but I just, there, I just, there wasn't a lot of metal. There I was no heavy bands back then. I distinctly felt the lack of metal. Like back then, I was listening to more kinds of music, probably, or you know, it felt like you could listen to metal and alternative and pop music and whatever, and it didn't feel as tribal to me at that age. And there was a lot of stuff that I did enjoy, but I also just really felt like the experience in the festival was interesting because I'd never been. But I just felt like the music wasn't for me even if I was watching stuff I was like yeah this is okay I was like where's the metal mm. and that's probably another reason why I never really went back because it's like yeah you can walk around and have some bread in the Harry Krishna tent and meet some weirdos yeah the Harry Krishna tent they give you darling like, bread yeah and like meet some weirdos and like have some interesting conversations and see some stuff you never see and all oh, that's great but if you really love metal then you're like well Radiohead of the Pyramid stage isn't going to do it for me is it yeah, have you been to Glastow House? No, no, never been. What do you think of it as as someone that's never been? What do you think of <laughs> well, what, what's your kind of opinion on what Glastonbury is, and what do you think of the fact that they're trying to book metal bands now? Well, successfully booking metal bands. Um, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I remember when who was it that they announced like a proper pop star? Was it like Kylie or something? For this year? No, like years ago and everyone was kind of like, oh my God, what has happened to Glastonbury? It's oh, Beyonce like, headlining, do you mean? It's like, I, um, I swear it was before then. Like, before uh, it would have been. It could have been. I don't know, anyway. I, I think that was... Haven't there, when people have like, even when they put up a real fence and people are like, oh, it's getting too commercial. There's always yeah, been like, accusations. Yeah. I mm. think maybe that that's a bit more strange to me like having a huge international pop star because it feels like Glastonbury's not really about that when metal could fit in there Mm. yeah that's a good point because Glastonbury's supposed to be a kind of um, it's not supposed to toe the mainstream line really Mm. it tends to have a bit of a mix of stuff I mean if you look at the headliners this year they've got the Killers who are obviously a massive a massive band, but they're, they're almost, for a certain generation, they're almost becoming a nostalgia booking now, believe it or not, because, you know, if you were at the right age at a certain time, they're a massive band for you. And then you've got The Cure, of course, who are for all the 80s goths. And yeah. then you've got, mm. yeah, cool. and modern day goths as well. That wasn't meant insultingly. Um, and then you've got Stormzy, who's obviously, he's caused a lot of debate because, you know, Grime has never headlined a, a festival like Glastonbury before, and he's only got one album and blah, 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 blah. He's got one album. He's only got one album, yeah. Sure he'd done more than that. Nope. That's mad, but his name is so huge. I know, I know. But this, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great booking, but, um, you know, it's caused a lot of debate. Um, it seems odd that just because of something being just a bit heavier, that it would be problematic for anybody, I suppose. Yeah. And, like, Mel's never... Mel's been at Glastonbury before. Um, I mean, they're not really part of our world now but when they were that bit heavier and more alternative you know Queens of Stone Age played Lost Prophets played there uh, Deftones have played Glastonbury um, oh, there's other heavier ones as well that I can't remember Food Fighters when the alternative Nine Inch Nails have played Glastonbury you know like there have been those rare bookings but it feels like they are trying to make metal a proper part of the the family now like something you'd expect to see there and I think it's great I really do um, I've been to Glastonbury I don't know, 10 times now or something over the last uh, 16 years. And I think it's the best festival going. And I do think that a lack of heavier and kind of 
<clears throat> alternative in a in a heavier sense bands is the only thing that was missing. And I think it's all, like the idea for me is someone who just happens to be there because they like Glastonbury and they're walking through a field and they see something like Gajira or, you know, even Scarlords, um, Employed to Serve, like any of these bands, you could really picture someone stopping and seeing it and just going, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. And just having their total perspective on music change. And I think that's what metal's role should be. And I think that's really exciting. I mean, Gajira playing Glastonbury, that's going to be mental. Yeah. I can't wait. And the idea of getting to see Gajira and, you know... The Cure and Janelle Monet in one weekend is, I think that's great. And I, I, I guess the other question is whether it's cannibalizing um, metal festivals, you know? No. Because if you're a metalhead, you've probably bought your ticket for download or Bloodstock right now. So is it kind of a bit wasted on you if someone like Azira ends up playing there instead of. No, I think it's always been that way. I remember the first year that I went to Glastonbury and the last year. Year the year went, you went to Glastonbury. The year I was Glastonbury. <laughs> I went to download Glastonbury and Leeds. So it was like, I don't know, I just kind of went for it that year. Not many people can do that now, though, because it's so expensive. I know, it's a lot isn't cheaper it? back then. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like you choose, you, you have to choose, but you know, I don't know. I just think it's always been like that. There's always been bands playing different festivals and you kind of just go with the ones that you like the most. Yeah, totally. Mm. That was the only year I went to three festivals. That's fair play. You did the big three. I think as well, because at that time, like I said, you know, I was listening to all that different kind of music that was all alternative, but different styles. And that you had at um, Leeds, there was like Guns N' Roses and Foo Fighters, I think it was that year, something like that. And then, yeah, Download was, like, heavy, and then Glastonbury was Glastonbury. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> festivals. I think it's fine. Put bands on. I think Go it's see fine. bands. Go see the ones you like. I think I've talked about Roskilder on here before, which is a festival in Denmark, and it is basically, like, a, a smaller, um, in terms of sheer size and number of stages, a smaller Glastonbury that has metal playing. And when I went there, it was just an amazing experience because you would have you know, Rihanna fans hanging out with Slipknot fans and and all the rest of it. And it's just such a unique vibe. And I don't think you want to dilute, you know, the metal scene too much um, because ultimately, you know, metal festivals do exist. They are the most important way for metal bands to be supported. But at the same time, like, sometimes we just got to break out of our little corner of the world a bit and try and mix it up. And I just think... And the way Glastonbury works as well, I mean, if, if anyone that hasn't been to Glastonbury, they, they kind of have an idea in their head of what's it, what it's like. But honestly, you, you just, the size of it is just mind-boggling compared so to every other festival out there. massive. Like, it's so tiring. They've got an area that's now called Silver Haze. It used to be called the Dance Village when I was first going. And it's it just dedicated to dance music. Um, so that's, when you think about all the stuff they've got at Glastonbury, they've got pop, hip-hop, reggae, metal now, indie, fucking everything. And, and the one section, and this isn't even all the dance music that's at Glastonbury, but what the, one of the main dance sections uh, that's just dedicated to dance music in, in Glasgow is bigger than the whole Reading site. Um, so you can just get lost, you can genuinely get lost in there for hours and just walk around. And I think that's such a cool place for metal to thrive because while on one hand it's kind of like, well, it's in this one little corner of the field, it is a place where people are just going to be walking through. It's not like it's at a Reading style lineup where it's just up in some mountainous terrain that's a 12 minute walk through the thingy and no one's going to be asked to go to that corner because that's where the metal is it's going to be at like an intersection where loads of people are going to be crossing about and milling through onto other stuff so I think it's a really good way for people to be exposed to this stuff and I think it's great and the fact that Denzel Curry is on there as well is just really cool because 
even though it's the heavy stage, it's not just about metal, it's about music that's abrasive and different and positive boundaries and that. So I'm excited, I'm going. I've got my accreditation confirmed. I'm stoked because I missed out on tickets because they're fucking hard to get. Um, so I'm going to be there and I can't wait. I'm very excited. Good. Good. When is it? It is the last weekend in June. Mm. I can't bloody wait. So Slipknot are playing Jimmy Kimmel Live this week. That's they exciting. Are. What's going on? They're going to just be on Friday prime nights. real estate mainstream television. It's on yeah. Friday night slash early in the morning Saturday if you're in the UK. And they're going to be performing and the question is are they going to be wearing their new masks are they going to have new music are they going to do something crazy uh yeah that is the question i mean i cut it they will have new masks when they Corey taylor's been teasing to. it for the last three to. months or something they can't drag out some old ones no that'd be weird wouldn't <laughs> it? they're playing the new song as well so um, not brand new song that um oh god what's it called the song they released Already. I always think it's called We Are Not Your Kind, but it's not we called that. It's kind. not called that. It's all, out all Out Life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to be playing All Out Life live on Jimmy Kimmel. So, by this time next week, we will hopefully have new Slipknot masks to look at and analyse, which would be fun. Will be fun. It's got to be. Mm. That's got to be what's happening, hasn't it? I'd, or maybe I'd they'll all dress up in like matching boiler suits and matching masks and they'll like swerve us. Like, yeah. like the ones in the video. Happen with Slipknot. That's why it's exciting. Uh, and speaking of exciting, um, I don't know if this really counts as news, but I'm excited about it. Metallica are playing some weird shit on this European tour they've just kicked off. What weird shit are they playing, Merlin? I'm excited about it. So they, the the worldwide, I mean, obviously they they brought the worldwide tour to the to the UK and Europe a couple of years back, but they haven't brought the big stadium set mm. that they took across America with the big M and the A and the giant screen on the sides. Um, <clears throat> and they just kicked off that leg in Europe uh, this past week. And yeah, they're playing some cool stuff. So on um, across, they're kind of doing what they always do and mixing up a few different sets as they go along. Um, but they're bringing St. Anger material back into the set. How I like you feel about that? that, so I feel fine. Really? You like St. Anger? Not all of it, some of it. I like the singles. <laughs> <laughs> well, the singles like are what they're playing. <laughs> like St. Anger. Yeah, they're, I, could, yeah. I could do without Frantic. I um, like it. I quite... I, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I do like St. Anger, like, the, the song. I, yeah, I could, yeah, I think St. Anger is quite a good tune, actually. I could do without seeing Hetfield singing Frantic Tick Tick Tock again, to be honest. Um, but yeah, what else is on there? Uh, Disposable Heroes is back in the set, which is cool. Um, the God That Failed is on there, which is a really uh, wild cut. Um, I don't think I've seen them play that since... Oh, God. Uh, probably since they actually did the Black Album in full at download. So that's a pretty cool rare cut. Um, they're playing Here Comes Revenge off of Hardwire, which I think is a bit of an odd uh, choice, I'm being honest. And most excitedly, um, they're playing No Leaf Clover, which they I've never seen them play and would love to hear them play that. I don't know if they're doing it to get everyone excited about the S&M uh, gigs that are coming up in yeah, September. Yeah, we but... talked about that when the S&M gigs were announced, didn't we? Because yeah. people wanted to... Yeah. I mean, that would be fucking great. I'd love to see Metallica do No Leaf Clover. So yeah, I'm done with that. And they're playing Ride the Lightning as well. It's cool. Um, they brought back the thing that should not be for the first time in six or seven years the other day. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, loads of... Oh, and they're playing Lords of Summer. Fuck knows why they're doing that. But there you go. 
Because they just want to keep playing it forever and ever. I appreciate you standing by that song. Um, The finished version was better than the original version, but you could play something else. No one's gagging for Lords of Summer. But yeah, we will have. It's uh, they're doing this in two or three stints, so it's still going to be like three months before. um, Oh no, they're not. They're playing in June, aren't they? I got mixed up because I'm going to see them in Prague like a twat. So yeah, they're coming to Twickenham next month. Uh, so that'll give us a pretty good idea of um, what they're going to play in the UK. But then after that, they're still going for at least one or two more stints across Europe. So they're going to be on tour in Europe for a few more months yet. So there's a lot of room for that set list to completely change again. But I hope they'll bring some rest after the UK. <laughs> I have nothing to add, I'm sorry. God almighty, we need to get some coffee in here. Uh, let's take some reader questions. Uh, someone else do this, I've been talking for ages. All right. um, Joe asks, I'm prepping for three days of camping at Epicenter Festival in North Carolina this weekend. Zombie, Judas Priest, Foo Fighters, Architects, Alien Weaponry, etc. That's such a good lineup at Epicenter this year. That's so good. We actually were talking about how do we get out there and we didn't manage it what can we do to get to epicenter Uh, what's your biggest festival mistake not enough sunscreen too much drink no raincoat how do you overcome your error or was the weekend ruined well I've got one from a friend that's from someone called Joe thanks Joe Uh, this was I think it was that same year 2003 and it was at Leeds Festival and I was camping as you do in a bunch of friends where you all have your tents around an invisible circle so all the tents are sort of facing inwards and you like maybe have a little fire and listen to the radio and stuff and um, Evan had been drinking and he was tired after drinking so much at night time and wanted to watch the bands during the day so he took a load of Pro Plus and so he massively dehydrated was that just like caffeine pills caffeine pills Mm. so he had obviously he was really dehydrated from drinking and had caffeine pills and then so dehydrated that he passed out and the medics had to come and get him and take him back to the um, like medic tent and like rehydrate him that's brutal (laughs) that's very like shout out Chris well done Chris uh, the worst thing that happened at a festival when I was there like the worst mistake because he missed a load of bands and had to like rehydrate so no drinking and pro plus together that's the rule kids <laughs> if you're going to take pills make sure they're not pro plus <laughs> make sure they're paracetamol at a very moderate amount if you uh, can take paracetamol I, I, <laughs> I don't know how much I have to say to clear all my fucking localities I don't know don't take anything if I've made apart from water any food. particular errors I'd say like one piece of advice is always good is if you're camping and the weather might be bad is just like take a load of bin bags because you can sit on them you can put like horrible clothes and shoes in there that are all muddy in them you can shelter from the rain in them quite multi-purpose it's been a while since I camped at a festival because I hate camping so to be honest fair well that's another thing that I always have to well still do still want to do at Glastonbury because got to do it properly take yeah. your sunscreen then Merlin take your take bin, your sunscreen take your bin bags make sure you're always well watered don't take anything if you don't know what it is. And if you do know what it is, don't be stupid. Um, take toilet rolls. Take toilet rolls. The toilet's take a food. run out and you'll have to <laughs> have a horrible time. Don't take drugs. Don't take drugs. Don't drink alcohol. <laughs> Eat only vegetables and drink water and you'll be fine. <laughs> Alice, any stupid festival experiences? Oh, I had a really horrible one as well, actually. It was Oh, you haven't rotten up time. In, th- that wasn't me. That was my friend. It was at Sonosphere and Ramstein were headlining and I was so excited 
and I had these cheesy nachos from a food stand and I could just feel them in my stomach. This was like three hours before they played and I felt so sick. And I remember watching Ramstein holding an empty cup in case I was going to be sick because I just felt so bad. Oh. And I managed to like, I watched Ramstein. It wasn't as good as if I hadn't felt sick, but that was still very good. Then went home on the train, still feeling sick, went to bed feeling sick. Woke up in the middle of the night and was sick, and then that was finally out of my system. But it literally, like, this, these cheesy nachos must have been sitting in my stomach for, like, ten hours or more at this point, just just there making me feel like crap. So if you can take your own food or eat something, I don't know, it's hard to know what to eat, isn't it? Try not to eat anything horrible, because it's horrible when you're sick. That's brutal. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if I've had any really bad situations. I have felt sick, um... On the final day, one day. I think you're not doing festivals right if you don't feel a bit um, shit on the last Everyone day. hates the last day of a festival. Yeah, I don't Feels think like anything an endurance major has happened. No. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I've done most things at some point. I've still got sunburn and stuff. Um, the, the year that download was just horrendously rainy and muddy. I think it was 2016, I want to say. Um and it, uh, it might be 15, I think it was 16 now, and it just would not stop fucking raining all weekend, and I didn't bring wellies. Because <laughs> downloads normally, like, uh, it's not too bad if you can avoid the kind of muddy bits, and, you know, um, we were we were in hotels because we were working the weekend, so we, we're lucky enough to not have to worry about trudging around in the campsite so much. So I just wore a pair of crappy Converse, and I was like, oh, if they get beat up, it's not so bad. And then it was like ankle-deep mud all weekend, and I got <laughs> completely screwed, Season. and it was thoroughly deserved. Bless you. Thank you. Um, so I've done that before. Um, Any time where I've gone to, again, Glastonbury, and um, you decide to spend... Because Glastonbury, you've got to like really plan out your day. Um, you like if you want to see certain bands, so you'll be like, oh, okay, we'll go see this band right over here, and then we'll come right back over to the pyramid stage towards this band, and then after the band's finished, we'll go out, you know, clubbing or on a bar crawl or to see another band that's playing a late nights over here. Um, uh, and there have been times where you have a really good time and you start really late, and then you get to the point you're tired, and then you start a bit longer because you're having a good time. You're like, no, 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 I want to hang out, I want to hang out, whatever. Um, and then you finally go okay I'm ready for bed now and then you stop and think about it and you realise that you've got like an hour and a half walk back to your tent which is really and it starts to get cold yeah and it gets so cold and the light the light kind of comes up because you're just in this like you're in the middle of the countryside there you're not even nearest any kind of big town or city Um, so it's freezing and then the light starts to come up and you're like oh I've got to go all the way back and you get in your tent at like 5 or 6 a.m. And then um, at 7am, it's suddenly boiling for the reason. you yeah. got to get up again. That always happens. That's a, oh, that's a regular error for me. I never seem to learn. Take um, a hoodie because I remember watching like a late night screening of Donnie Darko at Glastonbury and it was like... Two I, I watched that as well <laughs> on the inflatable cinema. The giant inflatable cinema outside. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I watched that as well. It was like two in the morning or something. It was so cold. That's so funny. It was just so night. cold. They don't have that anymore. Um, in terms of specific stuff this isn't like really rookie error stuff this is well one of them kind of is Um, when I went to Glastonbury uh, about eight or nine years ago Orbital were headlining the second stage on the Sunday night and I love Orbital but I was fucking knackered Um, and I'm also a massive Doctor Who geek and Orbital did a really famous remix of the Doctor Who theme tune that fucking bangs if you've never heard it go listen to it it's so good does it? yeah it's really good honestly it's really good 
Go listen to the, Do- the Orbital Doctor Who theme. It's proper, like, r- crazy, ravey song. It's really good. And I was kind of hoping they'd play it, but I was so tired, and I was like, ah. Oh. So about 10 minutes before the end of their set, I was like, right, I'm going to get a head start on this crowd, because once the band's finished, it's crazy crowds right across the site, and it's a big fucking site. Um, and so I went back, went to bed, um, tried to get, you know, got some good sleep, because we were getting up early to leave the next day. <clears throat> My friend smugly informed me the next morning that not only did they play the Doctor Who song, but Matt Smith actually came out. Uh, Matt Smith, who played the 11th Doctor, and actually kind of dropped the song with them live on stage. So I actually got, I actually missed Doctor Who playing the Doctor Who song with Orbital. Um, so that's a fucking rookie error. If you're ever at a festival and you don't know if you're going to get a chance to see a band again, or you're just thinking about getting those extra hours sleep, you can sleep another time. Go watch the band, take the experience, you only live once in it. Um, so yeah, that was another one that came to mind for me. Well then. Mm. Absolutely I have done that. Error. I have done that. I slept through um, Rob Zombie. Oh no! no. Zombie. Pain. I know. I know. Oh well. Here's one for you, Merlin. Who would you me? rather have in your metal band, Noel or Liam Gallagher? Why is that for me? And that's for Aidan Delaney because you have opinions on them. Uh, well, shit, it's Liam, surely. Well, yeah, I'd pick Liam as well. But Liam? Mm, probably. Liam is definitely the one you want in your in metal the, band. He played in the um, He's got tribute concert with Ariana Grande after the Manchester bombing, so I'll always prefer him. He did, yes. Um, and his, I thought his solo album was really good, and he is the best Gallagher, so there. Right, Robert Daniels on Twitter asks, Deftones, Tool or Baroness? Tie between Deftones and Tool. Okay. Alice? I don't really know. I couldn't, I couldn't decide. I think they're all too different. Are you into them all? Not massively into any of them. <laughs> I quite like Tool. Oh, it's not again. Yeah, oh, I like, I like Tool's um, Lateralis. We had some supporters for you like, after last week, by the way, when you like, yeah, said you like, stone more than Slipknot. You, you've got backers on that. Um, Deftones, I've never really been that fussed on. Oh, oh, oh that makes me want to cry so hard. Deftones are so incredible. Um, I would oh god you know what I probably listen to Baroness the most out of all of them what really I feel like my, my I, I, Tool I like the least not that I think no. they're bad but I like the least I, my my head says Deftones but I listen to Baroness the most so I'm going to say Baroness well if I was allowed to scratch into this desk without losing my job it would be Deftones and Tool it's big part uh, we'll quickly take one more Carl Rogers says 25 years on 1994 is there actually a better year for music probably not well Carl Korn's first album, Manson's first album, well, classics from well, Pantera, well, Emperor, Carl, In Flames. You might well find that question is answered in your future. Yeah, 1994. Yeah. That's an interesting year. What mm. an interesting year it is. Mm. Interesting, <laughs> interesting, interesting thoughts. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll catch you all next week. Don't forget that we're now on Deezer as well. Uh, and as I said before, if you just joined us on Deezer, go check out all the other podcasts. There's loads. Latest issue of Matt Hummer on sale now, as are World Exclusive and One of Our Bundles. We will be back next week for all the latest and greatest in heavy metal. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.